following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Chris Atterbury joining you on Inside Twins. It's obviously an unusual edition of Inside Twins because we won't be followed by a baseball game. The Twins, of course, not playing today. In Anaheim, the rest of the Angels series has been postponed. The Twins and Major League Baseball, along with the Oakland Athletics, announcing just uh, moments ago that the ball game tomorrow in Oakland also has been postponed. Looking, hoping, crossing our fingers for a tentative doubleheader on Tuesday. It is under that backdrop that we welcome you to Inside Twins. Now, this schedule for Inside Twins and our rotation of guests is set well in advance, but we have the good fortune to have Derek Falvey with us today, who is at the very epicenter of everything going on with the Twins and a guy who can provide uh, as much information, shed as much light as possible on what is a fluid, nebulous, and obviously uh, very frustrating for all involved situations surrounding the Twins and their recent COVID situation. So, Derek, I welcome you in i wish we were talking about batting orders and health and injured uh players coming back and uh trying to win a series on the west coast but we've got uh, much headier uh topics to deal with today so if you could just kind of a state of the club situation in terms of where we are uh the timeline that started last week with angelton simmons and his positive test uh and then a trio of positive tests that we know about in the traveling party that has caused these postponements yeah, Chris, thanks for having me on. And I, I think, as you said, uh, you know, these are the, these are a sign of the times in some ways and some of the challenges that we're, we're dealing with ultimately. Um, you know, as you just mentioned, we did have a, a positive test, our first test uh, in season over the last couple of seasons uh, from Andrelton Simmons uh, earlier. We spoke a bit about that um, with the with the media and with our fans and, and folks at home uh, and we're following protocols from that point forward. Now, the reality of uh, COVID is that if uh, if someone is positive or if uh, or if people in your environment are positive, sometimes it doesn't show up on that first day of testing. Ultimately, and uh, that's just the way viruses work. And ultimately, uh, over the last day, uh, we we did find out that we had some additional positives in the environment. So we worked very closely with Major League Baseball, uh, talked to them about our our current situation. We've uh, we've put a number of people in place to to document these things, to follow the protocols, to make sure that. We are doing everything we can to limit spread uh, as much as possible in our environment. And ultimately what we arrived at yesterday in talking with the league was that the best thing we could do was to not play our games right now in Anaheim uh, and ultimately also in Oakland to work the testing process. So as it stands now, our, our group of players are, are back at the hotel in Anaheim. Uh, are, they've tested this morning. Uh, we don't have any new information. So I, I will say this, the Oakland game uh, was not, uh, the decision on that was not reflective of any new positives or any new information. That was just a continuation of what we think is best over the next couple of days. And we will hopefully continue to get good news around, uh, around some negative tests among our players. Yeah, so the good news here is no new positive test as of yet as the testing continues in Anaheim. Obviously, we'll get to how travel is such a sticky wicket in this situation. But people will say, well, that's why you have a taxi squad. That's why you have extra players. But Derek, is there a line, a specific line, or is it a case-by-case situation where the league decides along with the teams involved, yes, we have extra bodies, but we still don't know the, the true health of the rest of our roster until we do whether it's two, three, four more series of tests. 
Yeah, I think I think the taxi squad is certainly there for a couple of different reasons. Um, one is you you can avoid traveling uh, public through public transport or otherwise to get some players to to your team should you have an injury or otherwise. So it's just a, a additional protective measure in some ways. Um, to continue on though at the team wide level when you have uh, multiple players uh, that are positive for COVID, you are. Uh, concerned as you would be in any kind of enclosed environment in which we are, uh, that there could be spread that hasn't yet been detected by way of testing. So um, while you could add those taxi squad players to a few of the players who are now down with COVID, uh, there's a shot that you could be entering them into an environment where there are a few more uh, positives and ultimately you'll be chasing you know, your tail a bit as you go forward. So this is, this is part of the protocol. Uh, Major League Baseball has dealt with this with other clubs along the way that have had some, uh, some positives in their environment. And we're hopeful we can, uh, we can manage this over the next couple of days. So the club's still in Anaheim, and again, more testing is ongoing. No game in Oakland tomorrow. Tentative doubleheader for Tuesday, that obviously subject to change. I think it's important, Derek, when we talk about COVID issues, to remember these are human beings, and these are friends, family, coworkers for, for folks. And, and so I want to humanize it a bit here and forget protocol talk and whether games get played. How are the guys doing who have tested positive in terms of their symptoms and, and hopefully just in terms of their general health? I appreciate you asking that, Chris. And I think you're you're 100 right. These are uh, these are like I said, these are a sign of our times. You know, we have people across um, our state, our world. You know, and and uh, that are certainly dealing with COVID uh, in very severe and and, and significant ways. Uh, for us, fortunately, so far, uh, all of our our positives uh, are dealing with very either very mild symptoms or uh, in some cases asymptomatically uh, right now with very little in the way of any symptoms. So that is good news uh, for sure and something we need to keep an eye on and monitor going forward. But uh, we have we have a number of people that are um, what we would deem called partially vaccinated, meaning a good chunk of our population already had a, a shot of either the two-dose shot uh, or, or the majority of our group had the one-dose shot and are uh, at least a week away from uh, that shot. So there's partial vaccination within our group. Hopefully that helps uh, we know we are dealing with um, a unique case in the sense that it's a variant case, uh, which does create some uh, questions around transmissibility. So there's still a lot we don't know, but we're doing everything we can to work closely with our medical folks uh, to really ultimately just limit the spread among our, our people. Now, when you are a positive test, you have to be quarantined and you're supposed to stay in the town that you are in. Kyle Garlick has allowed his name to be public and that he is one of the positive tests. Derek, he lives in the Anaheim area. He has friends and family there. Are there room, is there wiggle room in the protocols for him to be able to at least go through this at home perhaps, or at least be surrounded by friends and family in some way, or does he have to stay in that hotel? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I, I think some of this is probably, um, you know, a, as you just mentioned, a unique situation for Kyle, given where he's from and some family in the area. I think him managing this over the next few days, we wouldn't travel Kyle, obviously, for, for all kinds of obvious reasons. Um, out of that area, but we have yet to finalize our plans on on our current positives. You know, in the environment, we're going to work through this over the next couple of days. Uh, see what the the league and and um, our medical professionals recommend. Ultimately, you know, Kyle obviously doesn't want to be transmitting this to to family members or otherwise as well. So something he's going to be uh, thoughtful about. But uh, these things these things do happen. You know, a, a number of our people take in extreme precautions, um, and unfortunately, this can, this can uh, nonetheless spread in, in the environment. In the case that you can figure out a way to travel the bulk of the club, either to Oakland or if the decision is made that that's not going to work out and they come back to Minnesota, 
and the other folks have to stay. Do you have a staff member um, uh, in your vast medical team who is assigned to stay with them or are they left kind of on their own? How does that work in terms of uh, making sure that they stay put, but that they aren't completely left uh, without a support system? Yeah, well, that's that's the the benefit of these major league baseball protocols and the way they've been designed. We we have very specific steps on how to handle this. So, as you said, medical people that would uh, remain in contact and and with them, you know, here uh, in Anaheim, I should say, um, to to ensure everything's working out. We're very fortunate as a league uh, to have thirty clubs in different locations that have medical people on site and ha- are dealing with this themselves. You know, in in one one way or another. Uh, so either prepping for it or, or know it would happen. So we can rely certainly in Southern California there on the, on some of the angels folks, uh, Dodgers folks and others who, who can help us medically uh, and the league is certainly involved too. So we'll have plenty of resources for each of our people uh, that are, that are positive now and, and, and for the go forward. All right. Derek uh, Falvey is our guest. Very pleased to have him with us. Obviously a fluid situation and uh, we will talk much, much more about uh, how we got to this point, how the communication works uh, throughout this very, very uh, complex process with all these moving parts, uh, some of the folks involved, and of course, what things look like moving forward. All of that as we continue with Inside Twins. We'll take a brief break. Inside Twins is brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are made. We are back with more from Derek Falvey after this brief timeout on your home for Twins Baseball. Chris Atterbury back live at Target Field. It is Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created, legends are made. No baseball today, no Twins baseball tomorrow. Tentative doubleheader scheduled in Oakland on Tuesday. That obviously subject to change as well. Derek Falvey is our guest, and we might as well, Derek, call this whole week subject to change because uh, you guys have been pretty much at the whim of when you get test results, who finds out information when, uh, and every time that happens, it, it sets off this Rube Goldberg apparatus that kicks all these different moving parts in about 25 different directions. If you could just shine a little bit of light into how that communication wheel turns. Uh, for example, before the home game with the false positives, like when you guys find these things out and, and kind of when someone hits the red button, what happens? Yeah, so it, it's um, there's a few different layers to this. Uh, certainly, uh, the first one is our, our our routine testing, and I think we've talked about this in the past. You know, major league players and the staff that surrounds them, so coaches, a uh, few of us in the front office, our support staff, trainers, and otherwise, we get tested at a, a fairly decent frequency. Players at the most at the highest frequency, players and coaches, uh, but the rest of us uh, more in a two two times a week uh, process, and ultimately. We test and then those samples are shipped off to the Major League Baseball laboratory uh, where those are processed and we get those results the subsequent day in the evening. So if we test on a Monday, we would get those results sometime late on a Tuesday night. Um, And then ultimately, that's when we did find out uh, about Andrelton's positive. So that sets into motion a lot of uh, of our process around contact tracing, trying to figure out who might have been exposed uh, we wear devices that that geolocate us relative to one another. So if we're within six feet of one another, uh, it tracks us for that. So we can use some of that information and data to understand how proximate you were to a positive and for how long. Uh, and then in addition to that, you have to do a lot of subjective analysis to that too. You have to have interviews with those people that might have been around them uh, to understand were they masked, you know, were, were the protocols followed. And in many, many cases, we feel like um, that that was that was true. So it allows us to proceed. In terms of next steps, 
uh, what happens when you have uh, the following days, you do some in, um, ad hoc testing. So separate from the league testing, uh, but stuff that has been set up by the league uh, to do on site locally. And sometimes you can ultimately through that process, you know, if you test 75 to 100 people, uh, you may ultimately end up with a false positive result where you rerun tests uh, after afterwards on that type of individual. And you may find out uh, through subsequent negatives that you that you get a negative result and you can be sure that that's a false positive. So these are all things we've learned over the last year, things we never prepared for. But our, our group has done a really good job of navigating uh, even in, in difficult circumstances with each positive. That sets off another round of these tests and subsequent, I call them aftershocks. At what point could you say, okay, we're out of the woods. This particular incident is now behind us. At what point uh, do you get back to what was the new normal prior to last Wednesday? Yeah, I think um, I don't know the answer to that perfectly. I'm, I'm hopeful that sooner, obviously, rather than later. Uh, I will say this, and I mentioned this earlier, you know, as we continue to learn about COVID, um, there was the you know initial strain of COVID. There are uh, new variants that are circulating, uh, you know, as a result of us identifying, you know, because of the testing is so good, identifying that this is a variant uh, case. It does create a little bit more uncertainty about the go forward and how long it takes for uh, someone who may have been infected to turn positive. So, there's a lot of things we're working with our medical staff on to determine, you know, how, how comfortable we would be 72 hours out, you know, subsequent to that, another day, another day after that, and just need to be vigilant with mask wearing some of our protocols inside of the environment, particularly inside in clubhouses, uh, on planes, things like that, to make sure that we limit spread as, as much as possible. And I think it's fair to say that vigilance has been a hallmark of this group last year, outstanding, even to the point where when there were incidents with some folks who no longer work for the organization in spring training, they no longer work for the organization. I feel like this is not uh, a situation where this is a club that has been in any way, shape or form loose and fast with the protocols to the extent, even after the Simmons test, you guys were above and beyond in terms of the testing and protocols. Yeah, I, I would hope so. I mean, certainly, I think what this is reflective of is, uh, and you read about it, you know, in the news, or you hear about it, that, you know, those who are masked and are following protocols in their own lives or in their own offices or other spaces as much as possible, you know, this is a virus. This is a, a virus that moves around um, uh, quite a bit, obviously, around our country, around the world. Uh, you can put a lot of precautions in place and it can still break through, unfortunately. And, and that's just that's just reality. That is what we're living with. The key now is to try and understand how we limit that spread from, from impacting as many people as possible. And it's, it's not perfect. Um, nothing is. But I, I do feel like uh, the vast majority of our group has done a really good job with adherence to protocols. These are sometimes some things that, that occur in, uh, regardless of how well you follow them. Simultaneous to trying to figure out who's healthy, who might've been impacted, um, you know, when we're going to play again, you have to be working in a parallel lane, trying to figure out what possibly a healthy roster might look like and whether that means people from St. Paul, whether that means people from the taxi squad, how long a player would be out minimum, uh, you know, trying to speculate on whether they even could come back after 10 days. How many different versions of what your active roster is going to look like when this team plays again uh, do you currently have floating around? Well, I think what we do is we take it step by step. So we know who our positives are now. Uh, we work to, to be prepared for what that next level of defense is and where our depth is. 
And we certainly traveled with some players on a taxi squad with that in mind, just for injury purposes or, or for any other uh, reason along the way through a, through a road trip. So this adds another layer of complexity to it, but I can tell you that our, our group, our player development staff, those in St. Paul, I know Toby Garden Hire and, and all of our group there are prepared uh, to make sure that we're in a good place. You know, one other thing we did make sure that we mentioned was to that group yesterday, uh, the extreme vigilance that needs to be followed here in the short term for obvious reasons, because, you know, you have a number of players there that have either been around the major league environment or, or been in it recently, option players, things like that. So we need to be as attentive to protocols in St. Paul as we are right now in Southern California. So we'll be prepared for when we need to activate any of those players uh, for the major league environment. Yeah, that's a very good point. Derek Falvey's our guest. We have one final segment with Derek when we return on Inside Twins and your home for Twins Baseball. Chris Atterbury with you on Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created, legends are made. And again, uh, an interesting day. There will be no baseball today in Anaheim. There will be no baseball tomorrow in Oakland. Tentative doubleheader Tuesday in Oakland. That is very much up in the air. Derek Falvey, we have about four minutes uh, on the program here. You've been kind enough to give us some of your very valuable time to, to shed light on this situation. Is there a real possibility at this point that the team never gets to Oakland, that they end up coming back to Minnesota and that series is, is reworked for later in the year? You know, I certainly hope not. Uh, based on the current uh, information that we have, uh, we don't have any reason to, to go there at this at this time. I think uh, the results of our test today and the results of our test tomorrow will really help us determine what the best next steps are. But um, last night we tested, you know, a number of our staff uh, that were that were in uh, um, on site and uh, those have come back uh, in a good good direction. So hopefully we get the same result tonight. What's the timeline? Because obviously at some point there has to be a drop dead time where you decide uh, how you're getting somewhere and if you're getting somewhere. Yeah, Ed, the timeline for us is to to learn some results this evening, uh, to test again tomorrow and hopefully learn some results, you know, whether it's the afternoon time or, or mid-afternoon, which hopefully if we knew those things, then we could we could plan a little more clearly uh, about the next day and planning for that doubleheader to travel to Oakland. Obviously, other teams have gone through this, even Washington, to start this season. Have you talked to your colleagues there to uh, discuss kind of either how they kept their players from going stir crazy in the hotels or or any other uh, tidbits they may have learned that could be helpful in the situation? We, we certainly talked to a lot of our peers around the game uh, going back to last year, quite frankly, uh, for teams that dealt with some of these challenges along the way. Uh, our trainers are in constant contact with other, other teams as well. Um, so we, we are trying to get as much information as possible to help us navigate. So, yes, I think it's fair to say that. Well, obviously, we hope that there is baseball to be played coming up here in terms of Oh, by the way, when do we play those games against the Angels? Uh, how do those get made up? Is that something that in this environment, even ar around the league, no matter who's involved, you just say, hey, you know what? That's a bridge we're going to worry about when we get to it. Let's just get through the current situation, get back up on the rails before we try to, to, to add that piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I think we're working it to some degree, you know, behind the scenes, we know about mutual off days and, and what the schedule looks like for, for the Angels and for us going forward. So nothing will be determined until we get through this and pass this. Um, but I, I'm hopeful that uh, we can start to put some of those on the back on the schedule and know exactly when we're going to get back to playing. Because if we're, if we're talking about that, it means we're on the other side of this uh, particular issue. Derek, you and your, your crew uh, across the board, preparation is the key. You guys go through every feasible scenario and some that uh, maybe would be deemed uh, not even feasible just to make sure that you're prepared for anything that comes down the highway. How much is the reality of what you're dealing with? How much does that differ from what you 
thought it could potentially be as you prepared for it? You know, I think the our group, because they were prepared, as you mentioned, Chris, and because we have kind of simulated what this would look like to some degree and making sure that we have all our protocols in place, our reporting structure, um, making sure guys, you know, are masked, distanced, what it looks like to get guys to and from the, the hotel, you know, as particularly positive players, things like that. Uh, I am proud of the work our group has done, particularly over the last 24 hours, once we learned this, to put ourselves in a position uh, to do it. And, and that's that's not easy to do in light of you don't know where that's going to happen. You know, if you have your fire drill in Minnesota and then it ultimately happens in Minnesota, we can work a process locally. Um, you don't plan for knowing if you'll be in Anaheim or some other location when this occurs. So uh, our group really worked well yesterday to to get everyone safely back to the hotel, to, to help those who were positive and ultimately to make sure um, the rest of our environment's in a good place today and in the subsequent next couple of days. Now, Derek, we certainly appreciate your time crossing our collective fingers for negative tests so we can get back to regular baseball and asking you about development and roster construction and uh, all those other things that uh, are much preferable to what you're dealing with now. Thank you again for being so candid and insightful and giving us your time. This has been Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Again, no baseball today, no baseball tomorrow, but hopefully tune us in all across this network on Tuesday for a doubleheader right here on your home for Twins Baseball. 